right folks you're here and i'm stalling because the intro is not quite over yet but it should automatically transition and it didn't because this whole thing sucks <laughs> welcome everybody it's me it's steven fontana with me as always he's over there he's andy asimakis how are you andy that was so so good watching you bop your head and dance to a song i could not hear on my end mm, mm. <laughs> you love to see it it was you like the songs in his head <laughs> <laughs> yes, the song is in my head. You don't mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't catch it. You didn't have the it. Voices that is true. Are singing that song in his head that again. That is true. That is true. And with us here is uh we are presu- the presumed mm. five-time Guinness World Record video game record holder holder of records. He's Corey, he's the grounded gamer, and he's here to say hello. Hello Corey, how are you? Not too bad. I mean, you know, gets got some sleep finally, so yeah actual normal days of sleep and then pretty much i'm now trying to get out of not sleeping 18 hours a day so yeah so all right just real quickly last week you if you watched the show you saw that we were watching Corey while he was in the middle of this thing he was about 40 hours i want to say into it i believe something like Mm -hmm. that when we uh when we recorded last week's show on my channel and then we put it up on the interwebs for all to see but Corey. You did quite a few hours here on in the video game escape. Why don't you tell everybody what the hell happened? And uh, yeah, we, yeah, what did you break? What records did you break? I mean, we did 100. In the end, we did 145 hours and 29 minutes and some odd seconds of playing straight nothing but Call of Duty Warzone, uh, which was uh, so much fun. Uh, mm. I can't express the excitement that I had, uh, especially near that middle part where around the 32 hour mark where Activision added this nice, uh, brand new Vanguard, uh, train, yeah. uh, map into the, with, without my surprise, what a surprise that was. Uh, mm-hmm. if you guys want to hear the responses, you could go look at the video for that one. Such, such rage. So oh, yeah. I've never been more frightened for, and, and, and felt so bad for a person. Mm. Then at that moment, because I had known how how you were at like the seventy something hour mark at that point, I think. No, I was actually at the thirty two hour mark. Oh, that, that was, was the worst part okay, about okay, it. Okay. That was the worst part right, about it. Right, is yes. that it it came in at the point where basically when that hit, we weren't we hadn't got nothing yet. We weren't we hadn't completed any records, and <laughs> we were. I was so at the point where I'm like, okay, this sucks because if this all of a sudden screws up the records, either a I'm gonna have to let Guinness know like that portion just take it right out just like count count it as a sleep for me just count it as a break like just take it right out I don't care like oh no um but at that point we had gotten nothing so to just have this random event peer up and then not only that it start crashing right off the bat and I'm sitting there going oh no here comes the time like last time they had an event like this where all of a sudden it's just going to crash for the next four hours and i even told andy i'm like should i just go to sleep now like should i just 
take a nap? Should I just go to sleep and then hope I wake up to regular playlists? <laughs> wow, from... that's a little morbid. Um, oh. Before we get into the nitty gritty, before we get get really deep into the weeds here, folks, if you are listening or watching for the very first time, this is the Dual Screens Crossplay Podcast, the internet's number one gaming news podcast starring two dudes, now three, that you've never heard of, probably. The show posts each and every week on your favorite podcast service of choice, including our home, podbean.com. You can also find us in a video on-demand form at youtube.com slash TV. And of course, we record live every Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday, or sometimes on my channel, depending if Corey's trying to break a world record, which apparently he's going to try and do every month. We'll get to that in a little bit. Right. Uh, you could go and follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash dual screen streams. And if you want to support us with your hard-earned cash dollar bills, you can literally do, fo- do so for $1 at patreon.com slash NDS podcast. Uh, just like our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, FNH Paul, and Vegas Girl on Fire. We can't continue to grow without all of your support, so we want to thank you so very much for doing that. Now, we're, the the whole adventures in gaming, we'll get to that in a minute. Corey, so the first record that you were trying to beat, funny story, uh, it was beaten before you could beat it. Oh yeah, no, I heard about that, that basically <laughs> someone was going, and, and here's the thing, this is what I've been, uh, like when I did this record originally, and we had a lot of people come out to me when I actually posted about doing this record, and a lot of people, uh, I showed Andy a lot of the comments that I was getting on my news, on the news, uh, basically a news article that they did about me, where a lot of people were like, oh, this has been done before, a lot of people have done this, like it's not unheard of, da 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 and it's a big thing where really it's come to a point where a lot of people I think are just doing it and then not realizing it's a record until after it's done because Mm. it wasn't until after, I think it was someone was going for, I think, what was it from zero to master and apex as fast as they humanly could. And I think it took them 52 hours. And so that's where it was 52 hours of straight playing. So while we're doing our record, they started on the 18th or 16th or something like that so a day after we had already started so someone had already done it before that and then someone tried to do it again um and beat that record starting the 18th so we were having two three people try this record midway through us doing this record and they were doing it just out of spite to just say i went from rank nothing to master as quickly as humanly possible whereas i was going i'm going to beat the record that set it 36 hours or whatever it was Mm. at the time and that's where it's it's a crazy world that yeah there's a lot of people that do this kind of especially 36 hours to 50 hours worth of gameplay with no sleep that's not unheard of a lot of people do it there's a reason why um like we were saying before there's going to be lots of records i'm going to be attempting doing it because there's a lot of records that i look at back and i'm like oh hey playing final fantasy games for 36 hours straight that that seems kind of low um but you know (laughs) it's just crazy to me and so it it was quite a journey doing this and then all of a sudden we're doing it we're hearing other people are doing the records and then we had the whole catastrophe mid midway with the (laughs) the the changing of playlists um you know we found out that zoom loves to uh cut off your your stream at 24 hours wasn't it andy and then not only that change yeah and then takes what nine hours to convert the video (laughs) It took like the last one 12 hours to convert video. Which the first time it didn't take that long. No, not long and at then all. The, yeah, and then this and then after that it just started taking longer and longer. So like 
like what I did, I just did, I just finished uh, today, which just went, or I finished yesterday, which just went live today, uh, another post interview of the record itself. And um, it was funny about, they asked me, you know, what was the most toughest thing about doing this? And I'm like, it, it was everything that had nothing to do with playing the game. <laughs> it was literally the hardest part about doing this record. It would be like the, Andy probably knows where his phone would light up at like three o'clock in the morning as I'm trying to get a hold of him while I'm yeah. trying to play Warzone because Time Zoom went there. <laughs> the, the Zoom goes down and like my my streams crashed or something's gone on and I'm oh, trying yeah, to that, fix it. That was it. the other thing. It, it every 48 hours, Twitch refreshes the stream, so like you would go offline and back online in like two seconds. But yeah. that's so that the the VODs aren't more than 48 hours, which is just a weird arbitrary cutoff. But yeah. all, all told, like, yeah, these people are playing 52, 56, whatever hours, but you obliterated yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Well, I did 100. We, we figured it out in the end because uh, we had uh, one of our um, fans uh, help us out, Levi Thomas. And uh, he figured out in the end out of 145 and a half hours that I totally did this record, I only slept 11 and a half hours. So Jeez. even if you look at it from the fact of doing this crazy record and being able to sleep, the idea that I still only slept basically less than 12 hours, less than most people's normal two days worth of sleeping, let alone, you know, six days worth of sleeping <laughs> in, in this entire period was uh, quite a, a peak on its own. So um that was a huge step and it was like literally i remember we stopped at 1 30 i was like okay i'm gonna go eat some chicken nuggets i put them in the microwave i was downloading ghosts because i was like i'll play that for a bit before i go to bed i sat i put the microwave at a minute and 30 i sat down on the couch laid back as soon as i laid back i was out i didn't <laughs> even hear the microwave finish i <laughs> Your house Kathy could have been on fire. Kathy, Kathy <laughs> came home, wakes me up on the couch. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got nuggets in the fridge. And then from there, I went to bed and slept for another 18 hours. So it was <laughs> oh, it was one heck of a, a, a experience to do that for sure. So go over the records that you that you believe you have right now. Pending uh, the, review. Yeah, pending review. Uh, if If everything goes to where we speculated, and with the calculations we did, we should have um, the longest time playing a battle royale. We should have the longest time playing a first-person shooter. We should have the longest time playing a Call of Duty game. And then we should also have the longest time uh, playing any game overall, marathon-wise. Um, and with that, um, all those records, by the time we calculated it, because any unused breaks that I didn't use then get slotted onto the end, uh, we should be over 150 hours by the time we're all said and done. So we obliterated all the previous records by almost three um, times. <laughs> the yeah, the battle royale record was thirty-eight hours. So we obliterated that one for sure. And then the other records. We. That's that, that's something I want to I want to point out here, folks. It, like Andy helped. He was like the timekeeper. He was the, the whatever. <laughs> I raided him at every chance that I could. But make no mistake about it, Corey's the one who suffered. <laughs> Corey did all of this. The, like Corey did it, okay, and 
there is no Wii here. Now, it's weird that you wanted... I still think it's weird that you wanted to do this on Dual Screens channel and not your own thing for your own fame and glory. But I digress. That's a conversation for another day. But speaking of conversations, this is a conversational podcast about the video game news and what the hell we've been playing. We know what you've been playing, Corey. Ghost of Tsushima and Call of Duty. But Andy, it's now time to get into everybody's favorite current t-shirt that you could buy right now on teespring.com slash dual screens merch or whatever the hell it is. Anyway, just go to our website. It's there. The adventures in gaming, 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 gaming. Andy, what have you been playing? Yes. I've been playing a lot of shit. I've been playing a lot of uh, early access Steam stuff. Okay. Alpha That's demos good. of future interviews. I like for the oh, podcast. Oh, here we go. Yep. That's what I like you to know, hear. You know what's a fun fact, Steven, before I get to what I've been playing lately? Um, that male seahorses carry the offspring. Yes, they do. That's a really okay. fun fact. Yes. Yeah. We have 12 interviews booked between now and like mid-September. I'm scared. It's a lot. I'm scared, you guys. People to talk about. I am scared. But one of those games yeah. is a little cute game called Bear and Breakfast. Yes, I love this game. Yes. Where it's a game where you play as a bear that runs a bed and breakfast. I'm so excited. And it's adorable. I'm so excited. <laughs> and it's amazing. And it's cute. <laughs> oh, I, I can't. I want to play that one. That that, that looks dope. Yes. yes um, this is exciting, man. A lot of interviews coming up. Yeah, I've been busy. Interviews. Busy booking stuff and talking to people and just getting I've been things. trying to sandbag one interview, but it looks like that's you, the one we're going to yeah. get. You we, really we, have been. We, we nailed that one. Like, you know, the Twitter that we both share, uh-huh. we have access we to, yeah, and it's do. just that, oh, you're just replying now while I'm talking <laughs> to a person about serious shit. Uh, another game I've been playing. Wait, wait, can we tell that story? Because I think that's great. Oh, God. All right. So, <laughs> so they, we're talking to some, yeah, uh-huh. you, you, no, you, you go. You, uh, go. you set up how the conversation started, and I'll just okay. let you know when so, I came in. <laughs> typically, my process is when I'm hunting down developers, I go to the website. And there's no contact information. I go Twitter. Social little, media. For the a little envelope DM thing is open. I am so DMing you. You like are. He is sliding in there real good. You know, I give my pitch. I saw your game, played the demo. It looks fun. I like scary shit. Your game is scary. It's also like PS1 graphics. Like it, it's it's tickling all the nipples. This is specific to the, these developers. It's, it's yes. very, this is a very Andy looking game. Right. So I was all right. Here's what we do. Here's our podcast. You want to come on? He's like, yeah, sure. We'll set up a time. And then Steven. <laughs> no, 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 no. He said, you, you, he says, oh, you yes. ask what, what time zone he's in. Yes. And he's in the British. He's in the UK time. Greenwich mountain time, I believe is yes. the, is the yes. proper term yes. to which I replied again. He has no context and nope. no conversations with he me at thinks- all. He's talking to a singular human being right. at this point. Does not understand that the duel means two. And not a schizophrenic. But right. go on. And I wrote, Multiple oh. personality disorder. <laughs> I wrote, oh, that's cool. We're in the time zone that won the war. <laughs> and then he went on about being salty about us dumping their tea in the ocean. Yes. And you were like, but our fish are tasty now. <laughs> right. Right. And then there was about microwaving tea. Right. And I was just like, I just want to schedule this (laughs) so I can move on with my day. (laughs) Let's just put it this way. They like us a little bit more now. Right. 
just a little bit more. We gave him the personality. It was all business. It was all business until Steve came in like a goddamn wrecking ball. What they, else are you playing, Andy? Anything else you want to talk about? Yes, Tales of Iron. Tales of Iron. I this was on my list too, but I, I, I it mm-hmm. must have slipped through the cracks, or I didn't get my code, or what? I don't know. So this Speak. game, it's not out yet. It's coming out soon. Okay. Um, you play as a mouse. Yes. yes that wages war against frogs. Sounds frogs are like frogs. apparently evil in this world. They are evil in and the this main, world. And the main mouse is voiced by the star of the Witcher series. Mm-hmm. So it's weird seeing Geralt's voice coming out of a mouse <laughs> fighting frogs. It's over. And they're also coming on the show. Oh, yay. <laughs> nice. And it's going to be like, how did you convince this man <laughs> to money. play as a mouse? Yeah, M- Money is the answer. <laughs> that question. He loves video but, games and right, money. Right. So it's like a little 2D side-scrolling uh, yeah. Dark Souls type of game. A lot of fun. Um, and I also played I'm still on the Metal Gear Solid uh, replay kick. Yeah. I am like halfway-ish through Metal Gear Solid 4. Ooh. I'm at that part when you go back to Shadow Moses. Yeah. And the old soundtrack kicks in. Yeah. I was cry- crying like a baby. It makes you cry. It, it, it just hit me. it's like it's an emotional gut punch when you when like the best is yet to come comes up and you're like that fucking flute kicks in Mm. and it's like all the mgs1 feels come back Mm. i can still smell the yeah the like uh the book that metal gear solid came with Mm. is that weird Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no it's not weird at all do you have the special edition uh metal gear solid 4 for ps3 i do one that came with the blu-ray Thing? Mm-hmm. I did. did you watch yeah. that the dvds i did i did it's really good it is really it's good. really really good uh bad man, all right I that's guess. enough of you i don't want to hear you speak anymore yeah, uh done. Corey, done. is there anything else you've been playing besides the uh back of your uh, eyelids no no that's pretty much it uh the only other thing is like i i finally got a chance to look at the playstation store because that was the worst part about everything was <laughs> for those people that don't know um we had a special discord chat just for our witnesses and for people that were helping me stay awake and things like that and so uh joe mr team and t decided it would be great to pop on to the discord and be like hey Corey, have you heard this news have you heard this news have you seen this video and i'm like look it i'm like doing this <laughs> world record i can do nothing but war zone no obviously i haven't so like all this gaming news have come out all these like what was it? What if of from from Marvel, Avengers yeah, and yeah. all yeah. this stuff? And I'm like, I have yet to see any of this. He's like, Oh, what are the Tales of Rise demo? You played that yet? What do you think? What what do you see what I'm playing? Is he right just now? the no. most it's, oblivious person on earth? It's it's free right now if you log on to fucking PSN and download it. Oh, I know. In the middle I, of I, your I, match. Yeah, I, I've wanted to like there's so many things that uh I I wanna try out. Um, I, the only thing I've got to so far is I went through the store and, and see, I always like to see what the new wish list is, all the new stuff that they've announced, but we don't know. And, uh, to the greatest, uh, the, the gaming Lords of, uh, ended up, they're coming out with a cat lateral damage remastered. I don't know if anybody knew about this. I mean, yeah, I didn't know about this. I just saw it pop up and I'm like, yes, please add that to my wish list. Like what a great game. Uh, but gentlemen, that is it. I have done a thing. What'd you do? What'd you do? I now? played a MOBA. Oh shit! It was. Oh yeah, no, sorry, I played MOBA. that too. 
Yes, oh, you shit. did play with us. <laughs> oh, I remember. I, I did play Pokemon Unite. Oh boy. Uh, I played a MOBA for the first time. That was your first one, really? Uh, yes. I mean, no league. There no was Heroes one, of the Storm. There was one time I tried to get into a Heroes of the Storm match and couldn't, and I just deleted it. Wow. Now, I was just trying to, you know, try something new, you know. But mm-hmm. Pokemon Unite is a hard game for people who don't know how to play MOBAs. Mm-hmm. I will just say that. I was riding the struggle bus hard. But I could see, first of all, the gotcha mechanics are really annoying. Really annoying. Battle well, pass this, buy this, cosmetics that, like that. Oh, mm-hmm. unlock the Pokemon here and there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's annoying. I don't like that. Well, but the game's fun. Also, yeah, I was going to say, they also had a um, one of the YouTube channels I follow. He also followed that there's an actual, sadly, there is a pay-to-win system into yes. the Pokemon where oh, yeah. the items you get... Uh, you can get like these little like um, I like like it's like a there's headband. Held, there's held, and, yeah, there's held yeah. items that you can unlock three of, and then there's usable consumable items that you yeah. can hold. Yeah, and those well. items though you can upgrade, and mm-hmm. if you put enough money into the game, you can have the max start right at the beginning. And uh, sadly, that's kind of where I've seen a lot of people move to. And like even when I was playing with you, Steve, like I played this when it first came out, and I was just dominating i was like dominating servers and then when i played with you we were just getting wrecked like yeah. just i'm like i'm a charizard we, we were losing only... like 800 to 200 like oh, it was yeah, bad no. <laughs> it was bad and then it, it was just it was weird to me it was like okay i've played league long enough to know okay if i'm going against someone that's a couple levels different and, and i i might you know i'm gonna it's gonna be quite a battle as it is but i'm yeah. not gonna get dominated and we were having matches where like literally i would have we'd have one guy me and steve would be both i'm like okay steve's beside me it's only one guy we got this he's only two levels above me and steve and he would just come in and just dominate both of us and we would just get wrecked and i'm like what's going on like how did steve get three hit what's going on (laughs) steve's dead i'm by myself like yeah it was interesting uh speaking of interesting i don't know what it is but a survival game has finally gotten its hooks in me andy now Remember, I liked Grounded a little bit. You did. But Valheim has its hooks in me a little bit. Wow. Oh, Valheim's great. I love Valheim. Now, wow. it's kind of dry. It's a little boring. Full of surprises today. Um, but I played it for the first time last week. I believe that was on Thursday last week. Mm-hmm. And what, what my beautiful friends have done is they created a private server. That oh. we can log in at any time, but I'm only I'm playing with like ten friends, mm-hmm. so it's our little world that we've created, and it mm-hmm. gives me the vibes of an MMO, but without the bullshit, without the fetch quests, <laughs> right? Without the okay. nonsense, all right. But the moment to moment like combat part of it, I feel like is pretty pretty dumb, um. But I really like the, the, the little world we're building, the little village we're building, and the exploration and this, that, and the other thing. There are, like, bosses that you can kill and, like, I guess progress some form of story, but, like, I could not... If you paid me, I couldn't care about any of that. Um, I'm just going around chopping trees, gathering resources, killing skeletons, and, like, having a good old, good old time. You know what I mean? As you should. As you should. I think that's um, the big way I've seen a lot of people play that game is it's it's all about the private server and more or less like 
I've seen more people build worlds and enjoy it that way than I have. Like I, I've beaten the, the entire story. I've done the story so far. I've killed all the bosses. Um, and I can tell you right now, that is one hell of a grind. I wish on no one. Um, and I was lucky enough. I had friends that were way more obsessed about the game than I was. Uh, so they would be like, okay, we grinded for the last seven hours while we were gone. So we've got enough like iron ore to build an iron suit when you get back and stuff like that. But like, it is a very punishing game. Yeah. Um, especially when you look at this, the way they did stats was really interesting because mm -hmm. it plays like oblivion where as yep. you do certain things, then you gain those stats like wood chopping and one handed combat, two handed combat, jumping, all those have stats. But if you die you lose i think it's something like 15 percent of each one of those stats so that doesn't sound like a lot but when you die and you lose all your gear on your body that's now sitting on the top of a mountain covered by wolves and guess what it's the only gear that you have you're now main goal for your next life is to try to go get that with no gear now the odds of you doing that is very unlikely so without friends at that point you're now losing two to three to four levels and then you're back to that grind to try to get those stats back up and that's yeah. where i found the hardest part about that. playing i didn't even oh, know yeah, you no. lose stats because i've oh, i do. mean i've always gotten my body back or whatever yeah i've always gotten my stuff back but i've never really even thought about that but we need to move on so we're gonna move on all right both mm -hmm. of you pay attention here we have the indie news update andy now i feel like your entire segment of what you've been playing was the indie news update but we have some news here andy <laughs> Hit us up. Uh, friends of the show. Mm -hmm. Former guests of ours on the PAX East side. Mm -hmm. I want to say maybe two years ago. Before before the end times, yes. Yes. A little game known as Ember Fantastic is releasing video. on September 21st for console and PC. Now, this is a game where it is like Crazy Taxi, but instead of driving the taxi, you are putting out fires and getting paid for it. And the best way to describe this game is there's a link now in the chat. And also for those who are not on this live, uh, YouTube YouTube.com slash dual screens TV uh, is me playing the game at PAX East and failing at it miserably. <laughs> uh, I think I killed an old man while I was playing, <laughs> while I was playing that game. There, there, there's no, it's literally, you are a, you have the most ridiculous tools at your disposal. Right. You have to rescue people that have like the most ridiculous uh, physics. You could chuck <laughs> them out of windows, but yes. try and make them land on trampolines. If you miss <laughs> and they die, oh well. You, yeah. you you get paid based on how well you could put out the fire, like less property right. damage, more people rescued. And the fire didn't kill them, so. Yeah. Yeah, they're still good. So it, exactly. So is this more like a simulation, or is it more of no, like it's a an, kind of arcade? Oh, no. It's an arcadey bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's so it sounds much like fun. more like it's so, so it sounds like more like moving out just yes with yes, putting but out in first person oh, okay. and putting out fires and picking oh, up picking like up like old, an old lady and chucking her out the you window. Get, and watch her you get calls on your phone for like, oh, there's yeah. a fire here, there's a fire there. Yeah. Will you take the job X Y Z? Yeah. And also, and also, another friend of the show, Splitgate. Splitgate. At midnight, oh, the Splitgate right. servers will go offline until noon. Noon Pacific but, time. But tomorrow, mm -hmm. the true Splitgate experience begins. What does it mean, Andy? Whatever that's supposed to mean. What does it mean? <laughs> I don't know. I really, truly don't know. Oh, my gosh. 
but seeing that game could it be season such, one could season one be finally such, dropping such success such like it's in the headlines i love seeing it and they're yeah. at gamescom tomorrow too which is great they're part of it so they've come a long way mm. those 47 games and it's, i wish them all the success sexy is what it is so goddamn good all right now it's time to get into the dual screens report i'm going to take the first story here andy did you make a story or did you just put these in there Oh, they're there. Okay, good. Because I want to talk about cloud gaming. Sure, go ahead. All right. So Xbox, we got a little <laughs> Xbox news to start off the thing there. A little green mm-hmm. for your for your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Xbox, uh, the cloud, Series X and S, and mm-hmm. Xbox One. It's mm-hmm. here. It's coming to the Series mm-hmm. X consoles. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Today during the Gamescom uh, Xbox uh, stream, we revealed we're bringing cloud gaming to the Xbox Series X, S, and Xbox One this holiday. So this holiday, it's coming out, Andy. Uh, with with the ability to play games before you install, it'll be easier than ever for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members too. And here's some bullet points: discover and play over 100 qual- high quality games in the Xbox Game Pass library without having to use valuable storage space. Very muy importante. Mm-hmm. Or wait for installs. Quickly jump into the fun with your friends in multiplayer games like Sea of Thieves as soon as you get the invite so you can set sail without having to wait for an install. That is humongo because X, my, my Series X is my free game slash game pass game, like machine. That's what I use it for. And mm-hmm. when a friend says, hey, let's try out Sea of Thieves, I'm like, okay, let me tell my Xbox to download it and I'll see you in four hours. Mm-hmm. Now I don't have to do that. I could be like, yes, I mean invite, and then right in there in the cloud. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. holidays can't get here fast enough. Play Gen Nine only Xbox games such as Microsoft Fight Simulator and the Medium on your Xbox One via the cloud. That's right. Mm. Series exclusive content, which they said wouldn't be coming for years, is already here. But you can mm-hmm. play it via the cloud. Pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing. <laughs> You love to see you know, it. I may, on the cloud. I may have to dig up my Xbox One, which I never actually mm. ever turned on in its entire lifetime. Wow. That's amazing. So my Xbox One was given to me, bestowed upon me oh. by a friend of mine who did like these console dissection videos like years ago. Uh-huh. And I put it back together because he bought it just for the video. He was like, oh, in the trash. I was like, I'll take it. I'll, I'll just rebuild it. Rebuilt it. Worked fine. I was like, great. I got a free Xbox One now. Never touched it after that. <laughs> now, is so this I, a I, just a vanilla Xbox One? Vanilla OG Xbox. I would say it's like okay. maybe launch edition okay. Xbox right. yeah, One. Sure. Oh, wow. Sure. So I, I may fire it up if I have all the appropriate cables and see what I can do with it and test this whole cloud gaming thing. Yeah. In 1080p and 60 FPS, it's pretty good for cloud. Mm. I say, I must say. Let's get. Did they, let's, did they say ahead, anything about the mobile? Because I know they were going to talk about mobile. I guess that's later date now. Uh, we could. Uh, isn't that out now? I I could. I mean, I've been playing. I've I can't done remember. It. I've done it on with my on my uh, Kishi. I've streamed games to my Kishi. You know what I was also on shocked by? What? Uh, Game Pass. It says 
play over 100 high quality games or 100 plus high quality games is that how little the library is on game pass no that's how that's the streamable ones. or just no that's the streamable so they they, they have okay a they, there's four lists now andy Got so there's, it. The, there's your oh there's, there's your cloud lists. there's there's your cloud list there's cloud your pc list. only list then PC there's your only. ultimate list and ultimate then there's list. your base list base list got it lots of lists gotta make those notes. uh yes mobile has been out for quite a while now oh okay okay um okay. Let's stick with Xbox here, Andy, because we had, uh, you know, sticking with the Gamescom situation. Oh, yeah. Andy, why don't you take this one? So, big splash at Gamescom today uh, through Xbox. A lot of stuff was announced. I'm not going to bore you with all the details about, like, you know, there's a Wasteland 3 DLC coming out. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, State of the K2 Homecoming update coming out. Whoa, 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 Flight whoa, simulator updates, see if these update. That's all fine, Dandy. That's all great. You know? <laughs> but I think the biggest thing, oh, and Forza looks awesome, by the way, uh, out in November. State of uh, the K- Not State of the K- I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I thought you were talking about something else. Go ahead. That's all good. But I think the biggest thing at this from the entire uh, streaming event was yeah. their Humble Games partnership. Mm-hmm. There, were, there were like an Huge. entire slate of games mm-hmm. day one on Game Pass. Archvale, Bushiden, which is like the most Andy game that ever Andy'd ever. It's like side scrolly sprite ninja shit. Chinatown Detective Agency, Dodgeball Academia, Flynn, Son of Crimson, another Andy game. That's a, that, that game looks dope. Midnight, Flight Express, Next Space Rebels, Signalis. Ooh, it's a survival horror game. Uh, Friends of the Show Unpacking. Yep. And unsighted. That's a lot. Yep. All coming day one. Day one. The game pass. It looks like they, they, it look now. I don't want to say it and I want to say it too loudly. Mm-hmm. But remember when they said we don't look at, you know, PlayStation was like, we don't look at Xbox's competition. And Xbox was like, we don't look at these people's competition. It looks like mm-hmm. they might be trying to steal uh, Nintendo Switch's lunch. Because yeah, those are all Switch titles, weren't they? Be, be, yeah. Being the new indie place, you know well, what I mean? a lot of these games, if I you think... you play it on your phone? No. Here's where I'm torn about a lot of this stuff is... Be torn. A, a, a huge chunk of these games, I want to say Archvale, Bushiden, Dodgeball Academia, Flynn, Signalis, Unpacking, maybe. That's it. I will definitely be buying these with my money on uh, either the Switch or PS5 because these are like... I know these devs. I want to support these devs. Mm. I want to buy this shit, have it go right in their pocket. And that's like the Game Pass conundrum. Do I play this shit on the service that I pay for every single month? Because, you know, I'm a part of that platform. Or do I want to pay the developer directly? So it's it, it's a weird situation. I feel like this is all great for those who play Game Pass. I want to spend extra money on these games, but I will be buying these games on my own for most likely the Switch. Mm. But to your point, yeah, I feel like most folks who would buy them on the Switch are like, fuck that, I'll just play on Xbox now. Or, or the PC. Or my phone. Put it, stream it to my phone or whatever. You right. Know, whatever. right. Um, maybe, well, they're probably not going to be cloud, but whatever. Uh, I digress. You know what really excited me? Like, really, really excited me was mm. the Dying Light 2 little gameplay i, I think i saw. missed that chunk i think i missed that it chunk. was in, it was in the very beginning of the show mm-hmm. um and they showed like the parkour combat and everything i didn't play dying light the first one like i, oh, I never man. played it what a great game but great game. man yeah seeing yeah. this in action i was like holy shit this is what mirror's edge was supposed to be 
Like, yeah. just running, swinging, just all this crazy shit. But then, like... Fun. The combat looked like... It, it looked like it took, like, S- Skyrim whatever and, like, turned it up to 11 and made it fast, visceral. It was like Ghost Runner, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, mm-hmm. Looks really good. Uh, I might have to play Dying Light now because if it's, if it's even half as good as what they showed... Um, mm-hmm. that I feel like that's a game that, that I missed that I really shouldn't have because that seems right mm-hmm. up my alley. Did you oh, catch any of this, uh, Corey? Any of the, uh, no, I was sleeping. Okay, got it. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, was, I, I woke up and I was like a little... I don't know if it was under the weather. Well, my body still wanted to recover, but... You you could respond to this then. Oh. I think out of all this that happened today at the, at the stream, there was a very noticeable lacking of a Halo Infinite mm-hmm. anything. No release shocker, date. shocker. It's almost yeah. like it was going to be delayed again, like they <laughs> suspected. And I, 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 I love the direction of what Xbox is doing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they've made a real big amount of like good steps forward from what Xbox used to be, especially when we talk about 360 Xbox uh, or the original Xbox uh, era. They're actually more supporting a lot more developers than they used to, where they used to just buy licenses. Um, it is a worrisome, though, uh, where now it seems like they've more switched to supporting outside developers a lot more and not supporting their own. And it's really worrying me when the main titles that we all, I mean, I'm an Xbox guy where I love the core Xbox games. I've loved the Fable. I love the Halo. Like, I always buy an Xbox for those games. And it's never been, that's the reason why I never bought an end to an Xbox One is because they never really had those titles come out um, other than Halo, which I played at my brother's place. Um, and so it kind of worries me when we're seeing like Halo, the game that should have been a launch title, the game that is supposed to come out this year holiday and now we're hearing rumors that we're not going to see uh you know it might the multiplayer might be delayed from holiday we're seeing that there's not going to be co-op right off the bat there's not going to be forge right off the back we mm-hmm. don't know when the story mode's coming out it, it really makes me worried if they're really more focused on trying to push the bethesda slash uh third-party studios that they own ahead of that to try to like put the spotlight on them so that no one pays attention to the other studios like the fable and halo that is magically just went under the radar but i'm really hoping that we start to see stuff from there because in all honesty that's what i'm excited for that will make that's the thing that will make me buy game pass you've put fable out and you put the new halo out i will buy game pass in order to play those whereas the bethesda games and stuff i know those are down the road they're quite a what reason away so i'm not really too in a rush to buy game pass at all so mm. yeah i don't i don't know much about the rumor and innuendo regarding any more future delays i just know that mm-hmm. they're not there have been rumors that a, that a release date's coming soon i don't know how true that is um i don't i don't typically think they ever used gamescom to really show big stuff like that like they it's usually like a yeah, it's always seemed like, like an afterthought. Yeah, they, they like yeah. it's it's a targeted type uh, type of marketing. They look at it as, as marketing, not announce an, an announcement. Yeah, I've, I've always yeah, Gamescom's. I think like when you look at the way they've or the last usually because uh, usually it, it follows the good old troll the good old system where it seems like Sony always targets 
the opposite with every conference and it seems like they always kind of do a push back and forth mm-hmm. so nintendo and play sony always seem to make like a tokyo game show their big show so that you know gamescom is always that one that kind of gets a lot of announcements and a lot of showing and a lot of like big big developers but i think it's more more stuff than big things yeah with gamescom yeah, yeah. it's always kind of been the yeah, it's here's here's a thousand games for you. Not here's the two big games that we're going to show. Here's a thousand right. games instead, right? Right. So it'll Speaking be Tokyo of, Game Show. I think is going to be the the interesting one. I think that's going to be a big interesting so, one this especially year, especially since they're trying to increase their their presence in in that market. Yeah, exactly. That's where that's the one I'll see if if we see Xbox do any big announcements, it'll be a Tokyo. And same with Sony. The I, it shocks me that we still have yet to see anything from Sony. Um, it's kind of worrying me now. But uh, <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, it's just it's just not. It's very weird. It, like the pattern is just. It's disappeared. Yeah, nothing. Nothing weird. is predictable anymore. It's all everyone goes by their own beat of their own. You know what is predictable, like. Andy? What, Steven? I'll tell you what's predictable. Sony just sells video games, man. They just <laughs> sell games. They come out. They may not have anything that we know about right now, but man, when they put out a video game, it is selling like hotcakes, Andy. I know. Ain't that We're all right? suckers for the director's cuts of these new games that are coming out. <laughs> PS5 so... is dominating the boxed charts led by Ghost of Tsushima director's cut in the UK. Talk about it. Tell me. You know what's more surprising about this, Steven? That Madden NFL 2022 20, uh, debuted at number 19 on the charts. Not surprising. Football season's about to start. Why is... Shouldn't that be a little bit higher? I'm, no. I'm not a sports guy. Not in the no, UK. It's not a not new game. UK. And it's not, it's, it's not, not, it's not FIFA. If it was yeah. FIFA, it would be different. If, yeah. if, if FIFA came out and was 19th no. on the charts, then I would wait, be Madden, super wait, worried. This, this, is the, this isn't the new Madden, right? Did that come out? This is the, this is the new Madden. This oh, my Madden. God. I can't believe it. Almost in September. That's what I'm saying. How did this, this float past me? The new Madden. I have not cared about Madden for so long, but like usually I know when that it's COVID. That's what it is. Because usually, well, this like... is the first next gen Madden too. That's the other thing yeah. that shocks me is this is the first yeah. true like this is the one that was built for next gen, and that's what scares me is that when we're seeing You're a very numbers like lately, yeah. Well, when we're seeing the numbers that come out right now, um, it's interesting. Um, it kind kind of like I think Ghost Director's Cut kind of showed that people are willing to buy next gen content when it's locked to next gen because. Like, what was the numbers, Andy? I know you had it down of what numbers right. were so broken down of what PS4 are, and PS5, right? These are specifically for, again, these are boxed physical games, not digital. So these aren't someone upgrading from their existing ghost to the next gen. This is like someone buying it for the first time in a physical box form or a second time if they want to. Uh, 91% of sales were on PS5 and the rest on PS4. So this kind of means that there was a huge PS5 dump in the UK because we saw a huge spike in Ratchet and Clank also, mm. a 105% increase. And it rose eight spots in the ranking to number two. And Spider-Man, Miles Morales, from number 12 to up to number three. So I'm thinking, see, people are waiting to get the PS5 in their hands before they buy these, either these cross-gen games or these, these next-gen games. Mm. But more interestingly enough is a fun stat regarding the Madden. Okay. So Madden saw 50% of its sales on the PS5, 32% on PS4, 
So we have more sales on PS5 than PS4. 13% on Xbox One and only 7 on Series X. Mm. So we have a flip of the stats. We have PS5, the newer console, selling more on the newer shit. Xbox, less selling on the newer shit. Mm. And also Hades dropped 15 spots. But, you know, it's fine. Hades is already awesome. Interesting. It's also yeah. down like almost 50% from last year's opening week right. for Madden. So, so I am one, I am I want to throw a question to you guys. Throw it. Do you think no people who are I'm sorry, I thought you meant do I think. No, I usually just say what comes you, you to You don't head. think. Do you believe, do you uh, do you think that people who are on the, who have Game Pass are not buying games because it may be on Game Pass at some point later down the line? Or like, uh, or, or like with EA, Matt, it's EA Game Madden. Will it come out to Game Pass a year from now in the well, no. vault at some point? Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, or maybe mm. Andy, maybe either one of you know. Um, doesn't because EA Ultimate or Game Pass Ultimate includes the right. EA Access. Now, That's what I'm saying. Does yeah. EA Access and I can't remember no. if it includes the they, newest. It, no, it, it doesn't. Discounted, it doesn't. Right? You have to buy it at a discounted it's, rate. It's discounted, but they also do um, like maybe four months before the next game comes out, they'll put the the current one old on. one. Oh, okay okay yeah, so right like, now you get madden 21 like but you yeah, don't get you madden can, 22 yeah. oh, okay, probably, okay. i think they probably put madden 21 up in like may or something like that you and know, that's like, physical sales though right so yeah, that, this is only physical sales yeah so right, we yeah. for so for all we know people could just be buying it through the discounted version that they get with their ea True. access and mm-hmm. doing that on the xbox series x and that could be a big market that we're not seeing right mm-hmm. so yeah i mean it's 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 an interesting stat for sure. It it's it's always something we've talked about where um you know it, it PlayStation gamers are, like everyone I know at least the the, the place people that have went to like more of a digital side of things are are a lot of people that own the PCs own the Xboxes whereas a lot of Sony gamers I know are still going for that physical copy too right like I know a lot of people that bought Ghosts even when they had the disc and they had the upgrade they still went and they're like I'm gonna go buy a digital a physical version of the director's cut because it list looks nice. right hmm. so the real question is when death stranding director's cut comes out <laughs> to see if there's a huge new surge in sales for the ups simulator oh, they'll That's be true they'll why are be. you why must you shit on my beloved game like that Corey? i love that game andy i am the one that stands beside you i think that game is great i think that people need to understand that it is a great game and especially since they updated it if they didn't make me reset my entire 14 <laughs> hours of gameplay because I forgot to update it midway through whatever month it was and it didn't carry over my save and I didn't have to restart the entire 14 hours that I had put into it, <laughs> I would be playing that game like it's now. True. But now, then as soon as I was ready to Can't jump wait. back into it, they're like, oh, here's your director's cut. I'm like, well, well why why start now when I can just <laughs> play the director's cut? Oh, boy. Hey, mm. speaking of anything that you said, that, now that's a segue. Uh, we got we got some teasers happening right now. Oh yeah, we do. We have a little tease. Uh, yeah. Jeff Keeley posted up a little a little tease. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are bossing it with our announcements this year. Eyeballs. Mm-hmm. See you live Wednesday, and it's. 
a rebooting, and it looks like a little Saints Row mm-hmm. art style. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna click this thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, it takes you to right to Saints Row. Yeah, rebooting. and then you have and then you have the Saints Row Twitter replying with a bunch of those looky eyeballs as well. Looky eyeballs. So I think this all but confirms that there's some shit going down mm. in the realm of the Saints Row. Do we have a remake, a remastering of the first Saints Row again? I mean, we've had remakes before. This feels like it might be bigger than just your actual remaster. Because Jeff Keighley is teasing it. Right. Yeah, so we're going to redo it then? Or is this going to be a whole... Because, I mean, technically, I think where they went with the series, I think they may just be better just to go right from square one again and go back to the... Or is this a new... Is this a new category? We have remakes... Remasters and now reboots. There we yeah, go. Reboots. This is a reboot. <laughs> there we go. This yeah, is going to be Saints so Row. So it's like, like it's just going to be called like, Saints Row, but it's not going to be a remake of the first one. It's going to no, be a no, reboot. Of the a reboot. Like like uh, what was that? DM, DMC. What if example. it's online? Oh, good God! What if it's just an online like GTA Online, but just oh, Saints Row? Just a Saints Row Online. Build yeah. build bats online. Give it to me. I need it. <laughs> and then just give us, and then like by season fifteen, we'll have superpowers. I'm set. Dildo bats all the way, baby. Oh my god! Dildo bats. Speaking of dildo bats, Andy, (laughs) boyfriend dungeon. Oh my god! Had had that backlash, and now we have a response. This is like a weird story. I don't quite understand people, but it speaks to this game's demographic that makes me cringe because only certain people would find fault in this game when it's so amazing and so great. So. For those of you who aren't in the know, there was some backlash against Boyfriend Dungeon, against a character who is very stalker-ish in the game, and people weren't warned about this beforehand. And they felt they had to to reach out to the voice actor and send them hate and death threats on Twitter because... Which, which, Andy, let's let's make something very clear. We're we're friends with... with, uh, Oh, yes, we are. uh, Tanya. With Tanya, yes. Uh, who is a creator yes. of this video game. Like, we know yes. her personally. We've had her on the yes. show. Yes. This and... is about as a wholesome game as you can get. Yeah. Uh, but what I, what I also learned today, Stephen and Corey, is that so your mom in the game, who you only speak to via your phone, your is, very, is very encouraging about you and your lifestyle whether you pick it you play as a boy or a girl and you mm-hmm. have all these boyfriends or a girlfriend and you go in dungeons she's very supportive of that and people who apparently who have parents and trauma around those parents be it abuse or what have you mm-hmm. were also triggered because seeing a, a virtual parent be supportive made them think of their own parents uh shortcomings Okay, so that was a whole other story I, that was like okay, in obviously as well. I, like, you know, right. straight white dude with a beard, which I trimmed from the neck, so it's not no, quite a t- neck beard. I'm, but I'm I, but you. I, but I'm wondering. No, no, I, yes. I get what you're, I, I get what you're saying. Um, right. but w- w- what I'm, what I'm wondering here is, mm-hmm. aren't mm-hmm. aren't video games supposed to make you feel? Like yeah, aren't, aren't those the whole point. introspective right. views on your own life the point right. of like right. experiencing art? Right. Uh, I don't know. I think 
I think the most effective art is when it holds up a mirror to you in some way. Right. It's like, look, look at you. And well, it's like, like you get to examine yourself a little bit. Yeah. Like, it, it, like, it, it gets you in a way. But yeah, you want to say, Corey? Well, I was going to say, like, we've had games before where we've had games that delve into the world of like dealing with depression or suicide mm-hmm. and a lot oh, of those I things. Mean, we've had lots of games too that, and Hellblade is like the ultimate depression game oh yeah and it's it's it it blows my mind every time i hear one of these stories where you know uh video games for some people are escape some people video games help people deal with trauma video games are actually one of those great things that help therapy Mm -hmm. yeah and to me uh, yes you they may bring things out and you know what I guess the way I would look at that, if I if I was seeing a video game and playing a video game in any way, shape, and it was able to bring those types of feelings out and make me realize those things, I don't know if I would see it as a negative factor. But no matter what way you look at it, it it should never come to the point where you're you're throwing death threats or you know threatening physical harm to anyone. I mean, this is a video game. It's not like um, I think like I read up on this where the voice actor was just like, look at, I'm just a voice actor. Right. I was paid to read lines like, <laughs> please leave me I'm alone. not the one that like, I'm just here to read lines and do this. It, it, it's not their fault for how you feel. It's not their fault for what happened. And it's, it's sad that that's what we've got to is where that's the first line for people is to go after the person that said it. And it's mm-hmm. like that don't you don't need to go to that point i i don't think that's like i think if this game wasn't as big like imagine if this was just a smaller like like saw two only 200 people saw it or 300 people would we see the same response no but because it's this once again it's it's a a really game that game too a real well-made game that the big public it went on game pass so everyone's getting a chance to play it so (laughs) you know it's sad that because of its popularity now Mm this is the kind of backlash they're getting. I, I want to read a little bit of this because it's, it's very interesting. Um, right. She And she has some really good quotes in here, Tommy, yeah. as well, in this in this long interview, which I will put in the chat for everyone to see. Yeah. Uh, so she says here, uh, fiction can be a great way to explore and work through complex issues and feelings, but only if you're ready to do so. Uh, Tanya Short tells Inverse in the email interview. It's, of course, coming from Inverse. The link is in the chat. Um. Here's a little editorial here. Boyfriend Dungeon initially gained positive attention for letting players opt out of phone calls from their in-game mother where she encourages the player. Disabling these calls allows those with parent-related trauma to still enjoy the game without having to confront their triggers. Uh, But Boyfriend Dungeon faced intense backlash after players encountered Eric, a creepy character who stalks and attempts to emotionally manipulate the player character. Initially, you can exile Eric by ignoring him, but he ultimately becomes the game's main, one of the game's main villains. It's abundantly Mm. clear why Eric's behavior can be triggering, so... Uh, was this original content warning enough? And the warning says this game includes references to unwanted advances, stalking, and other forms of emotional manipulation. Play with care. Um, the game yeah, that's, quote. That's, oh yeah, never mind. Um, that's really clear from the get-go. And Doki Doki says it. That's right. really obvious what they're, right. what, what they're what they're saying there. Would um that should be enough? I think. Do you think that it has this content warning because? it's a video game and video games are inherently thought of to be marketed towards children as, as toys or like a adolescent like 
entertainment and the art style would could seem a little bit more whimsical and like target a specific audience or do you think it's just something that we're going to as a society because um i'm trying to remember any time in my life where like when i when i went to a, a rated r movie mm-hmm. like the most disturbed i think i ever was in a movie going to see a movie was the passion of the christ mm-hmm. and like seeing the 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 violence and the realism and and you know all that stuff and the blood and like all that stuff like that like really freaked me out and and it like made me like physically ill but i didn't go hey i want you know i want my money back but you should put a warning i mean it's rated r right like wh- whatever so like i'm wondering if there's just a it's just a new way because we're learning more about people we're learning more about society we're learning more about social norms and and or the uh, the taboo is becoming more more um popular like we like for example exposés on on priests for example like a, a, of the you know big cover up of abusive priests and like all this stuff so maybe we're just becoming more aware that there are people out there that suffer and are a part of uh these pockets um of a uh, of abuse or mental health or whatever and so we're just trying to, there's a dirty word of cater to, so that, that's like not what I want to say, but it's more like just be aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering if that's something that might happen. Let, let me give you one more example, because maybe this illustrates my point a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Eminem's, uh, one of Eminem's recent albums, um, it was not this most recent one. It was It was the one before it, and I think it was called Sounds to Murder To or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that was what it was. And then he did like a sequel to it or whatever. Um, I listened to it and I couldn't, I couldn't listen to it because he, there's, um, sounds of stabbing, like mm-hmm. knives going through flesh and like gargling mm-hmm. of blood and like stuff that I've seen in movies. But for some reason in my ears, it made me ill. Like I couldn't listen to that sound okay. of a sure. knife going through flesh now obviously it was like right. stabbing a potato sack it wasn't like nobody was being right. murdered but it's being fed directly into right. your earballs but the and the and the, the, the album cover says explicit content right i didn't go why didn't you say there's stabby murder sounds right and you shouldn't have to right because at what point because i was raised on like the following contained adult scenes of violence and yeah. harsh language, viewer discretion is advised. Strong sexual content, whatever. Right. Drug As, use. You know, I'm all for like a nice blanket statement, kind right. of a catch-all. Right. The, and the original warning for Bourbon Dungeon pretty much describes... It, it spelled it out. Right. Yeah. Well, we had the same problem before, too. Remember when uh, was it Modern, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the first one ever came, or was it three, when they had that scene in the airport? Where the mm-hmm. first Four. mission you did, did you, yeah, you just gunned warfare. down everybody? And then yeah. they had that jig giant warning at the beginning where it said, if you want, like, this is going to be a very gruesome scene. You can skip this. Oh, it's not going to do any. Yeah. And, and people no, still yeah. found a, a way to, like, we're still outraged at it. And it's crazy to me that I, I don't know what they can do as game developers to what more warning they can do unless they're like sitting there beside them and going, okay, yeah. I just want to double check. If unless you do they this. spell out every single detail, like this scene contains, will have you gunning down civilians in the airport. 
you will kill X, Y, and Z number of people. They will cry for help. They will, you know, they will scream bloody murder. You will see 10 quarts of blood. It's like, it's to a certain point. Like we can't, again, Mm. you say the word like placate or, or, or whatever, but there has to be some sort of boundary where we have, it's a, here's what you can expect. I'm not going to break down every single little thing that may bother someone out there because the second you do that and you have this bullet point that's like a page long, you'll forget someone at the end. What if... And then that will keep growing and growing and growing. Absolutely. What what if they did something like... um, Basically saying, this has strong uh, adult sexual themes... Mm-hmm. Like as as a bullet point, and then if you are a victim of a sex crime, mm-hmm. please be warned. Because like even I I have a friend of, of the family that can't watch SVU because mm-hmm. she was a victim of uh, a sex crime, a sex crime, a pretty mm-hmm. uh, heinous sex crime. Mm-hmm. So like seeing it in SVU is horrible for her. Like it puts her it it really for lack of a better term, triggers, which is what they use. Right. That's the term they use. And it, it, it has a dirty, it's, it, it, it has a connotative meaning now, which mm-hmm. it's really just literally means it's the thing that, that it's like a PTSD. It's like when you, when you would yell yeah, it, it bang, is, and then somebody from Vietnam would like yeah. dive on the floor. Like, it you know just, what I mean? It's just, it's that it sends you back to a very specific right. moment in time in your life. Right. right. So like, I get that. I, I totally get that. Yeah, and and I'm I'm okay with being a little bit more sensitive to it, and like, but if we're mm-hmm. gonna do that, do it across the board. Like, I don't want to go yeah. right. But is the response to send death threats to avoid? No, 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 no. I, we're, I we're think not that's totally does that, wrong. Does that yeah. get people no. on your side? Like, do you feel no. sympathy for those who are sending to a a, a guy trying to work, who was not the yeah. person stalking them in the game? Right. No, I think it's. I think that's dissociative disorder. I think this it's is like. I you think get we're, more, we're a lot of, more flies with honey, right? With vinegar there are a lot of people out there that, because of the anonymity of the internet and the fact that they are a different person, a lot of people are are creating two persona. Their online public persona that they show the, their online world and then who they are in, in, inside, and I think. Mm-hmm. When you have that disassociation with your with with that person that you're that you're being on the internet, the lines get blurred and you don't realize that th- that's that shit has consequences because kids are earlier and earlier and earlier. Like my son, he's six years old. He wants to make YouTube videos of him of him like playing with his toys and like doing educational yeah. stuff, showing people vegetables. Wait till that first dislike comes up or his right. first bad comment like, shows up. It's yeah. There's a disassociative situation that happens especially when when you're starting these kids out younger and younger in this world like we mm. got that kind of hardcore internet at like 11 12 13 years old yes our brains were forming but like we also like we had the the scary van conversations already like right. the don't the stranger danger situation we had um you know a strong community of off of the internet like we had face to face a group of parents that watched us you know, when we were playing outside, like we had this tight group and then we were introduced to this world where we already had ground rules in our head. If I'm not going to do this in real life, IRL, why would I do this to somebody I can't see? So we had that Mm -hmm. kind of pretext. And I think a lot of people that grow up in front of these screens, 
that create a persona that you don't, I don't know through a hole in the wall. There are people in our chat right now that I've never met that could be showing me something that showing me a person that isn't really them. It's just who mm -hmm. they feel confident enough to be. And if mm -hmm. somebody sits there and they all of a sudden can't, can no longer turn that switch off, they think they somehow think that death threats are okay because it's in the virtual world. It's not right. real. And also you have the moral high ground as well because you were, you are the victim. So of right. course it's okay if you lash out at someone because right. yeah. you, you offended them. Like right. you, you made me feel this way. How they did dare... it first. So I can, I can right. poke back a little bit harder. Right. Right, right, right. Meanwhile, I, like the best thing, like you said, fly flies with honey. The best right. thing is to just say, Hey, can I suggest a different way of going about this? Because this was a really difficult thing for me to do. And I, and I really criticism. like your game. Like, okay, right. cool. I like your be, game. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy for them to patch that kind of stuff. It could have been something like, yeah. oh, can you add another warning where it says anyone dealing with uh, PTSD or dealing with this type of, uh, like you said, Steve yourself, right? Like can't watch SVU because of, you know, having right. those. Yeah, you're those not going to just figure you know, out what I'm saying. Just, you could, just, you could easily, you could just have this elegant way of saying it like, oh, if yeah. you suffer from this, 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 and this, we recommend you don't play this game because of these reasons. And it's something right. where they could easily patch that in to have it added into the beginning of the game and be something that's there for everybody else to have. And that's where if it's caught on quick enough, it can be done. But the problem is now is the internet's so quick about just literally jumping on something and then before they even have a chance to respond, before they have forks. a chance, right. yeah, before they have a chance to fix it, before they have a chance to do anything. Like here it is, when I first heard that they were getting death threats, because all that's all I saw, all I knew about Boyfriend Dungeon up to that point was Andy was talking about a guy that he was trying to have a romantic relationship with that was like a Nazi type person. And how, <laughs> it's, it's, it's this Eric character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, that he was mad that he couldn't have a relationship with him. And then so in my head, I'm going through, <laughs> okay, they're getting death threats because there's a Nazi person in it. And then I find out about all this other stuff. I'm like, wait a second. What? I'm like, and that's the thing, like, as a, as a person that hasn't played it, as a person that doesn't know the developer, as a person that, you know, doesn't even really know a lot about the game, only third party information, even it starts clouding those people too. And that's the worst part is that the people that know nothing are now jumping onto the bandwagon of, oh, they're doing this to people without like, like the person that's maybe uh, has those issues already. The person that is dealing with the same thing the person's dealing with. Now they're coming into this battle going, oh, I'm going to jump on their side of the fence right away because the developer shouldn't do this. And lo and behold, they don't know about the idea that there already is warnings and there already is mm -hmm. these types of things. And, you know, it's just, a, it just blows into this big giant thing. Yeah, and just and just to put a, a period on this, I think the saddest thing from all this is I want to read a quote from Tanya, the developer and co-director of Boyfriend Dungeon, <laughs> and that is, I mostly wanted to make a fun game, so there was no sense in maybe accidentally hurting someone. Right. That just seems so sad to me. Like she, with the best of intentions, to make a fun game where I always say, you go and you fuck swords. That's how I describe this game. It's silly. It's fun. And to find these things that are are put in a bigger spot than the actual game itself. It just, it's sad. Yeah, it saddens me. <laughs> Andy. I'm do, still going to play it. Do you, yes, mind, you do you mind if I take us into the hype zone? 
you could and you should. I, I really want to because this is a <laughs> hype zone for the ages, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Gaming as we know it has been turned on its head. It, it, always, it always is being turned on its head. There is a new boss in town. <laughs> There's been a new acquisition. Oh, boy. And it, oh, and no. There's a new boss in town. Okay. okay. No. You do, I don't think you know <laughs> where, where we're going with it. Because this is huge. In the 80s, there were two titans of gaming. Mm. There was Atari. Nintendo and mm. Atari. Mm. Ladies and okay. gentlemen, Atari is under new management. Oh, good God. A- according, who, who to, did it? according to the rapper Soldier Boy. Oh, boy. He claims that he owns Atari. But here's the thing. There's legal issues here. Because Atari, mm. the company he claims to own, does not own agree. Soldier Boy. Yes. No, they do <laughs> not agree that Soldier Boy <laughs> owns Atari. Okay. Here, here's 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 a story here. <sighs> okay. Okay. <laughs> this Wednesday, Soldier Boy hopped onto his Instagram live feed with all Atari clothing on. And stated that he had inked a deal with Atari and that he was now the de facto owner of the company. Here's this quote. They signed me to a deal at Atari. Again, that that means they acquired you, but we're not going to split hairs. Big shout out to Atari, the whole staff. I'm about to revamp the company. We're going to take Atari to the next level. I am now the owner of Atari. I own the video game company Atari. They... They was real proud of me and what I did with the Soldier Boy game console. You know what I'm saying? I blew... No question mark, by the way. Uh, I blew Soldier Boy game up. We about to sell the company for like... What was it? A hundred? I think I'm going to get 140 million. I'm finally getting 140 million from Soldier Boy game. So Atari reached out and I just signed a deal with Atari. I signed two deals with Atari. Mm-hmm. I'm the owner. Mm-hmm. Um, the first rapper to own to own a video game company, we gonna take it to the next level, just like we did with Soldier Boy Game. Wasn't Soldier Boy Game made in China and it was found out to be an emulator version yes. of the game console that was yes. copyrighted and yes. literally got shut down don't, so quick? Yes. This is you Relax. don't understand what real what true genius is, Corey. Yes, Here true enough. As you might expect, Atari's Twitter account debunked the claim. <laughs> almost instantly pointing out that Wade Rosen is still the CEO of the firm. What a Nimrod. Atari's tweet is, we know that CEO of Atari is a dream job, but that honor belongs to Wade Rosen. <laughs> There's an update on this story. So the saga continues following Atari's denial that soldier boy is now in charge of the famous video game brand. The rapper has reacted angrily online with lots of bad language and slurs. What, the truth. You the truth offended him. <laughs> Claiming that he has a contract which backs up his side of the story. He even brandishes the contract on camera during his expletive-filled rant. However, as often is the case with Soldier Boy, all is not what it seems. All is a delusion. I'm keeping it together here. One (laughs) eagle-eyed Twitter user spotted something significant in the contract text. It says Atari tokens Mm. on the contract. Mm-hmm. That he screenshotted. Not Atari shares in the company. Atari tokens 
other cryptocurrency. They are Atari Bitcoin. Nice. It is a Bitcoin competitor. So it was a promo deal that they mm-hmm. wanted to pay with their own crypto. They paid him or attempted to pay him for a promotion deal with their own cryptocurrency. It has nothing to do with shares or ownership. So while we were we almost had a new player in the game as it were. Good. <laughs> we now have to deal with this Rosen character who let's face it doesn't know shit about games. Soldier mm-hmm. Boy's been to the promised land. He released the Soldier Boy game to critical claim. Choosing my words very very mm-hmm. carefully. Mm-hmm. Critical claim. There were many people that wrote about it. In in many ways than many more ways than just one. Soldier Boy, now that you own Atari, which we've proven that you do, you own Atari now. The Soldier Boy you sold for $140 million, which is incredible. I think... I'm just throwing this out there. Just throwing this out there. You might want to look to Japan. Because I hear that mm-hmm. Sega might be for sale. And if you can get the Sega Soldier Boy console out there, uh-huh. do you understand what I'm saying here? Uh-huh. The next-gen... 26 teraflop Sega console with your Sonics and your 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 dead what is it called? Dead Rising? Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. And your your That's that's, that's Capcom, I think. Yeah, that's, that's Capcom. Yeah. Hold on. Matter. Wait, there was one I had it in the tip of my tongue and then it Altered just Altered Beasts. Altered yeah. Beasts. Wise from your grave. We can do it all mm-hmm. with Soldier Boy's genius. There is nothing more genius than when you are bam- when you believe you are bamboozled as the new owner of Atari. There's nothing more professional and more telling of your leadership skills than an expletive-ridden tirade on social media. I think you should go try to do a deal with the KFC console. <laughs> Can you just think about this? E3. Soldier Boy KFC. Hang on. Hold on. I, I, I don't want to think anymore. E3. <laughs> 2022. Uh-huh. Microsoft. Nintendo. PlayStation. You got Shuhei Yoshida on the stage or whatever that other guy name is. Jim Ryan, whatever his stupid ass name is. On the stage. You got Mr. Nintendo on the stage. Bowser. Doug Bowser. That's his name. There we go. We got there. Yeah. You, did right. it. you got Phil on stage. And you got fucking Soldier Boy up there. Rocking the new silver and red and black brand, the Atari. Think about the content. That would be a beautiful, beautiful E3 moment. I think that's when the entire industry packs up and goes home and (laughs) looks back. If there is a way to kill E3, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the show. Corey, thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure having you. Oh, you're you welcome. It was fun. Um, <laughs> why don't you tell everybody how they could follow you and all of your exploits and how they could when are you gonna when are you gonna find out about your record? Um hopefully I mean we'll see because so far we're seeing if they can just uh, verify us through the Twitch without us trying to break every video into ninety parts and send it to them that way. 
um, because that'll be fun. Um, but hopefully within the next three months, we should know. Um, but they can, you guys can always find me in the dual screens group page. I'm always there. I might not talk that much, but that's just because to contrary belief, even though I put myself on the internet for 145 hours, I'm, I'm not much of a social media butterfly. Um, (laughs) but you can always find me there. Um, also keep in touch just with the dual screens. Like Steve was saying, um, our plan is to continue to do these four dual screens. Uh, Still, I hope to work. We're, we're going to figure out why that is soon, <laughs> but continue. He's, well, under, well, he's under our spell. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll just keep on doing it. Um, I know, uh, there's a lot of things that me and Andy have talked about doing as well. So who knows what's going to happen, but just follow dual screens for more. If not, you can follow my Twitter at the grounded gamer, no E double D, um, which once again, uh, it, it would had been so long since I had touched it, they closed it, but it seems to be getting a lot of uh, talk back now since I uh, did the world record. So nice. I reopened it. Um, but yeah, you can always catch me there and, you know, keep in touch. Awesome. Right. Folks, if you want to follow us on social media, we are at dual underscore screens on Twitter. You can go to dualscreens.com, find all of our content there. YouTube.com slash dual screens TV, twitch.tv slash dual screens streams. I am at Batchild27. Andy is at Pants Guy. And uh, that's going to do it. That's it. We, we did it. We're out of here. Mm-hmm. Right here. Mm-hmm. Andy, is there anything you want to tell the kids before we go? I love you all and stay tuned for awesome stuff. Hells yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it, folks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Remember to hit the subscribe button. Tell your friends about the shows. And as always, please, and I mean please, be excellent to each other.